Seven, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Good luck, studio. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce to you Paul Chandler, the shy Yeti. <laughs> He's not that shy. I wanted was a pie, and then I hatched out of an egg. Okay, bring the mic over. He's ready to record. It's the quiet ones you've got to watch, you know. Is it metaphorical? Is it? Is it deep? Is it deep? Boy, he's had all that shy and bright. Blimey, Governor! It's the Shy Hello, campers. How are you? Hello, listeners. It's me, Cuthbert the Robot. Welcome back to the Shy Life Podcast. It's really good to be here with you all. This time we are presenting to you our first Chatterbox episode of 2022. All the gang are gathered, even Delete, and we've got an episode chock-a-block with a whole host of quizzes, trivia, call my bluff, and also some gossip about the newlyweds. Hold on tight, and when we return, the show will be well underway. You are in for a treat, so let's run that theme music exclamation. Darling, it's the Shy Life Podcast. You won't find a cast of characters like this everywhere. Hello, Paul. Um, I'll go anywhere for potato. Delicious. This particular episode of the Shy Life is... Is a little more abstract than usual. Okay, it looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope you haven't found out my secret. Yes, he has. If you thought that was bad, just listen to this. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for it to begin. It's the Shy Life Podcast. He's positively glowing. It's all gooey and meaty. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the Shy Life Podcast with me, Paul the Shy Yeti. Um, this is our first Chatterbox episode for 2022, and uh, we've got we've got special guests. Um, one of them has got a tail and whiskers. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Martin. Martin. That's a very good, it's a very nice tale. It's a bit uncomfortable, but I try not to talk about it. You get it for Christmas. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so Martin is one of the guests. Sitting on the dock of the bay, absolutely. And uh, we've got Andrew and Lisa. Hello, Andrew and Lisa. Hello. Hello. We're here sharing a blanket, aren't we? We are. Because it's quite, is it cold? No, it's ice cold. It's because Kat was You're on just here. Cold, aren't you? I'm always cold, yeah. Right. I've got a hot bottle. Have you where? Oh, I've I don't get one. one there. No. I've got, I've got one. Well, I haven't got one at the moment, but I will be getting one. It's chilly in the frozen south, then. It's all about the. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't put the heating on. We just have we just have um, uh, hot water bottles. <laughs> it's the way of the future. The way things are costing. It's the way of the future. And um, we've got Toppy Smelly. Hello. Hi, Toppy. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> it is uh, it is negative to four degrees here. Whatever. I don't know what that is Celsius, but. It means it means it's very cold. <laughs> Colder than over here, I think. Oh, pretty much rivaling it. We've also got Dealey. Dealey, 
fashion conscious Dealey. Yes. Yeah, I got to tell the story of Dealey. You just you don't mind if I tell the story, do you? No. No secrets. Uh, sometime maybe in late November, uh, suddenly I went away to my parents. When I came back, he had a freckle on his nose, and Toby couldn't quite tell me how that had happened. Um, but uh, we thought it was cat food, and but we did try and sort of clean it off and it didn't come off so we, then we looked on the internet and discovered that older cats get freckles so we thought oh he's got a freckle um and then this morning i noticed he didn't have it anymore but there was this kind of little black thing that was halfway across his face so whatever was on his nose probably was dried cat food it just took two months to <laughs> fair enough <laughs> is it a beauty spot do you guys remember this would have been mm, early 80s i think uh it, it was a scare at, in, at our airlines because stewards and stewardesses or whatever they called them back then were getting these rashes. Red spots would appear and nobody could figure out what was going on. Like, what are they catching? What, why, are, why are only they getting it? It turns out that this particular airline had issued a new kind of uh, safety device that you would blow up, you know, you'd put it around your neck and blow it up the way they demonstrate on planes. Mm. Well, the paint was chipping off <laughs> and tiny little flecks of paint would adhere to the skin. Wow. And that's what, the, that's what the medical scale was. <laughs> they figured it out after a couple of days. <laughs> Amazing. I was going to say, is Dealey like, um, is it the twit in um, Roald Dahl? Where he yeah, says about he gets, people with beards. He gets food in his beard. They get food yeah. in their beard. Bits of egg and butter yeah. and honey and stuff. It's always useful to have a snack for later, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Trouble is, he put his in, su- in such a place it wasn't very easy to get hold of. Mm, yeah. Got a couple of sausage rolls in mine. I've got some... Um, I've got a few little questions about well, this episode will be coming out around Valentine's. And um, as, oh, as we... Um, <laughs> Uh, as will have been uh, revealed by the time this episode goes out, uh, we have just learnt that Bettina Dupre and August Evans finally got married. But it was all very hush-hush and very sudden. And uh, I think August moved at sort of... Well, he, he he just said he was going over to Bettina's house for Christmas, but he took all of his art equipment. But then he does tend to sort of paint anything that moves um, or doesn't move. Um, they go to a restaurant and he says, oh, I'm taking my easel with me and, uh, and paints what they're eating. Well, it's been like a very slow version of, of a selfie or taking people taking photos of their food, but he, but he sits there and, and paints it probably whilst it gets cold. But there we go. Um, but yes, so he did sort of move out around Christmas, and so I haven't sort of necessarily been quite so much on the board as to what's been going on with episode 500 and things. So yes, they, they got married. So they, only 200 episodes after the, the wedding of the year that never happened. But uh, mm-hmm. um, So if you guys will help me later, I still feel that we should buy them a wedding present. So we might have a look online and see what, what we can, uh, what we can um, put together. But I've got a few questions uh, which you may or may not know the answers of um so uh, do you know cupid has what name in greek mythology hero hero yes in roman mythology cupid is the son of whom Ooh, i don't know that um, if you think back to last month's um planets or well, last episode's planets uh um chat uh, yes it's um it's venus oh oh yeah that makes sense all right Planet of love. <laughs> has Venus got a moon called Cupid then? I'm not sure. <laughs> Venus has no moon at all, I'm afraid. Oh. No. Well, it's about time it got one. 
Yeah. You could get them cheap these days off of Amazon. Leaving its leaving its offspring with the babysitters. I don't like, know. Got a freckle. Venus should get a moon. Um, <laughs> it sounds like a song. Do you know that could be a song? Um, another one in Roman mythology. With whom does Cupid fall in love? Even if you don't know about memes, I don't think I know. Isn't there a song called Stupid Cupid? Is it Psyche? I don't know. P S Y C H E. Psyche. Psyche. So, wearing your heart on your sleeve has origins from honouring which Roman goddess? Venus. Venus. Juno. No, I don't. Juno. Juno. Terry and Juno, that well-known sitcom. <laughs> um, oh, this is what. Uh, this is uh, in the Victorian era. Mean-spirited Valentine's Day cards were ah. called what Valentines? Black Valentines. <laughs> no, Be my know. git. <laughs> they were called what vinegar Valentines. Vin- vinegar Valentines. Vinegar yeah. oh, Valentines. Those very tart. Very tart. I think a lot of our Shiloh Life podcast Valentine's episodes should be. Uh, I should call this. I should have called the the Valentine's episode Vinegar Valentine. Except we had a happy one this year. But, um, huh? Those rascally Victorians. Is it, was it red wine vinegar? <laughs> Another Victorian era term for a mean and comically mocking Valentine's Day card shares a name with what TV show? Lost in space. No. <laughs> <laughs> Penny Dreadful. I thought that was a book rather than a car. But there we go. Maybe. Uh, yeah, Penny Dreadfuls were cheap yeah, pulp cheap. magazines, I think. Hmm. Who wrote the oldest known Valentine's Day message? Oi. I don't think you're because I don't, I don't even heard of the person. Uh, the Duke of Orleans. Hmm? It doesn't say when. They should have said the date. Um, well, it has to be after St. Valentine was sainted, presumably. Oh, it does say <laughs> so, here. So it can't be ancient Egypt. It, it says here, when was the oldest known Valentine's Day message? So presumably that's linked to the, the, the other question. So apparently the, the the earliest Valentine's Day message is from 1415. Blimey, Charlie. Quarter past two in the afternoon. Do you? So, well, about now, uh, isn't it? Yeah, now, my goodness, when we're recording this. <laughs> about the time our postie turns up, to be fair. <laughs> Um, but, uh, how many roses are sent for Valentine's Day each year, Deals? What do you think? Seven. <laughs> Deals thinks it's 50 million. Oh my God, Deals, 50 million is the right answer. You're, <laughs> You're nearly as clever as. Uh, well, put it this way it's 50 million more than I've ever sent to anybody. <laughs> well, I, I think this show is it, we're, we're cultivating a real uh, sort of lost. lost or, 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 or un- unknown quiz champions because we had Jay's Aragog, um, uh, the spider, uh, answering quiz questions and he got everyone right and now Dealey's doing very well. So. Does that include hmm. like r- roses to chocolates though? Because <laughs> each box contains like sort of a couple of dozen roses, doesn't it? So. I like the idea of chocolate covered roses. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question actually, Toppy. Because I I read recently that uh, in England, in Britain, the uh, the thing about life being a box of chocolates makes no sense because we have a guide on chocolate boxes to tell us what's what. And do American, do American chocolates not tell you what's in each one? 
Well, many do. In fact, yeah. I, I'll I'll wager all of them do. Yeah, I'd have thought that. I just, it's just something I read, and I thought that can't that can't be right. You can't just have random chocolates all across America. I mean, there'd be there'd be lawsuits everywhere, wouldn't? Having anaphylactic shock. <laughs> yeah. Crunchy, crunchy frog surprise. I think Monty Python. It just goes to show you should never believe things you read on the internet. <laughs> yeah. No. No, my grandmother, for instance, she was famous. She she liked her box of chocolates, mm. and she was famous for for uh, using her finger to smoosh every single one so that she knew what was inside. So, <laughs> <laughs> and because there were certain ones she just didn't like at all, and uh, so you know, I you know, why wouldn't she have used the guide? I I, I suppose it's possible some don't have it. The cheaper chocolates, probably. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm kind of getting quite annoyed about chocolates at the moment because they keep changing the flavors I like for worse ones, and it's just oh. starting to annoy me. Yeah. They've, they've added a, a dreadful apple thing to the milk tray, and it's oh. just... <laughs> apple? Oh, apple please. cream or something. It's horrible. Yeah. It's just uh, so horrible. Speaking of which... Uh, I want my coconut back. Yeah. When it comes to box of chocolates, yeah, what is what are the ones you you bite into and you like instantly go, damn, it's that one. It's the ones that are really, really hard toffee that you that yeah. look like yeah. a normal chocolate. Then you go and your teeth just stop. Yes. Yeah, I don't really like the hard the hard toffee ones. And I don't I don't mind the like the strawberry creams and coffee creams, which some people hate, but um, I don't yeah, mind coffee, those. I- Coffee, I can leave. I like but strawberry and orange are fine. Yeah. Well, every year there's a, a protest about the first one in the is it the celebrations advent calendar being a bounty, and I love the I bounty. Love, the bounty I is the one. I, yeah. What's What's in it? It's a coconut uh, uh, chocolate covered coconut thing, and, ju- uh. and just everybody it really gets a lot of hate every year. And I think one of these days they're going to listen to that and make it salted bloody caramel. <laughs> 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 I might have asked Toppy this before, but uh, if I said mounds to you, would that be coconut? Uh, Yes, yes, mounds, uh, because sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't, and so you get a mounds bar. Over here, here, um, bounty is coconut, isn't it? Yeah. But there's that story that John Pertwee went to America Mm -hmm. and and, uh, brought back a a mounds bar for Ingrid Pitt Mm -hmm. and presented her with a mound. <laughs> and if you know Ingrid Pitt appearances in Hammer films, you can yeah. probably guess why uh, she was presented with the mounds. Yeah. <laughs> what a swell guy! Oh, very good. Uh, well, I'll just say my least favorite uh, are the chocolate-covered hard jelly, fruit jelly things, whatever those are, uh, where it's the middle is is a fruit flavor, but it's it's like in the form of a of a of, of a just slightly less dense than a gumdrop. <laughs> no, <laughs> you like no. It's, but they've used a blowtorch on it to make it reduce. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Going back to the, the bounty, I, I do find I think it's just my my uh, um, getting older or something. I do I do find a lot of those chocolates just too sweet. Now I I used to like bounty, but now I, I probably just find it too sweet. Mm. Was there uh, one? Was it Cabana? 
which was like a bounty, but it also had cherries. Cherry, oh, I like those. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. I must admit, I'm I'm tending more towards the dark chocolate than the milk chocolate these days, which is which is quite a change in in life. So you might have something there. Yeah, because when I was at my parents, they had various chocolates from Christmas mm. birthdays, and some some of them were, were so sweet they almost made me cough. <laughs> 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 this is too sweet. Hit the back of my throat. I've got another question here. In what year did Hallmark launch its first Valentine's Day product? Oh, crikey. Hmm. You're going to give us plus or minus 10 years? <laughs> yeah, it can be. Yeah. Was, it, was, it, was it Dickensian? I'm going to say 1930. Lisa? I would have thought it was a bit earlier than that. Okay. I would have said about sort of 1910, maybe. Okay. Mm. All right. I'd have gone from like 1840 or something. That's probably far too early. Oh, gosh, I wish I knew when Hallmark started, because mm, I'm going to say, okay, I'll say 1915. Oh, my goodness, Toppy, I think you, you, you're the winner. You're, you're With a bullet. You're, 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 well, you're one-off, but it, it says it says that they offered to make Valentine's cards from 1913, but it wasn't taken up until 1916. Mm. That was when they first started producing them, but yeah, yeah. goodness. Huh. Um, all over those Flanders fields. Almost if you were there. Have you been tired travelling again? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a racket. It's all the it's all advertising and candy companies going. How can we sell more candy? And, and you're broadcasting live from this morning, so you know. <laughs> yeah. It's time travelling, you know. I, I don't. Yes. I don't. I don't know quite what this means, but uh, who is the mother of the American Valentine? Oh. Hey, what? <laughs> Black looks from the UK. Like. I, I can say she she is popularized. She popularized the greeting cards for Valentine's Day. Oh, um, um, so it wasn't Hallmark at all. Um, well, it, so it says that most of her cards are now collectors' items. This this person, but I don't know. Oh, gee whiz! I bet I'll recognize her name, but I I could never come up with it. I don't know. Esther Howland. No, Esther <laughs> ha- Esther Howland. Uh, I take that back. I don't recognize her. <laughs> She's a native uh, of Massachusetts. I was just thinking of Esther Williams then. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we don't know anything about, anything about her, dear. And I can't do a wiki wonder because I can't type properly because you're sitting on me, all right? Um, we might come back to this uh, <laughs> because um, we've got another round of Call My Bluff uh, coming up. So uh, uh, we, we, and we, we'll, we'll have a proper quiz as well. But uh, um, let me just see. We might sort of do the Cornwall bluffs across the episodes. So we might as well do the, the first one. I can find the uh, I can find the paperwork deals. Okay. Um, so this is the first Cornwall bluff, all related to um, Charlotte podcast characters. So uh, the first the first one. Um, is Yeti Uncle John trained as a lifeguard but was sacked for chatting and playing card games with alcoholic crabs? Um, the second one is Cromarty had a promising career as a catwalk model back in his youth, but alas, the cats were allergic to him and so he was asked to leave. And then the third one is Dragon Albert once set fire to his own bed when he had a very bad cold and sneezed into his own dressing gown. Um, so one of these is true. Which one do you think? Is it Yeti Uncle John training as a lifeguard, Cromarty working as a catwalk model, or Dragon Albert setting fire to himself? Well, I can see Yeti Uncle John catching crabs, but not necessarily playing with them. 
Um, so I'm going to go for Dragon Albert, I think. But you, Lisa? Uh, yeah, I think I'll go for Dragon Albert as well. Sorry, we've got a cat leading past us again. In fact, we've got some Dragon Albert books here, haven't we? Lisa? We have, yeah. Oh. No, there was, uh, there was, a, was there a famous, another famous dragon album. There is, but that's obviously who he got his name from. So. <laughs> well, although maybe not, so I didn't know anything about him. Oh, maybe um, not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Written, written by um, Rosemary Weir. Albert the Dragon and the Centaur, il- illustrated by Quentin Blake. Send your picture of that later. Martin, my guess is the second one. What, uh, the catwalk. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I was going for the catwalk as well. I, I don't, I don't know whether Cromarty particularly likes walking on cats, but I do feel that that was uh, an accident waiting to happen. Well, I can. Well, let, 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 let's get the person involved to reveal um, who, who, which one of these is true. It, it was me. Yes, uh, Toppy and Martin were right. Uh, I was. Well, I did have a very a brief. A brief career as a catwalk model. Um, I, I'd probably say I never really got over, you know, got over the loss of that. I, uh, that it was then I took up science, and moved to Sutton Park. So, ah, uh, well, as as one does. Okay. <laughs> um, now, uh, as for the other two, apparently um, with Yeti Uncle John, they weren't crabs but shrimp. Um, oh. That he used to play cards with. They used to start fights with ice cream salesmen. Um, and apparently it was not his bed and dressing gown that Albert set fire to, but a passing Tory MP. Um, but oh, uh, they wow. never returned. They never returned. So it was quite a, you know, uh, actually something that Ooh, dear me, a by-election. Dear me. Still could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, we've got three more coming up anyway. Well, so um, what have you all been up to? How, how is... How is podcasting life? I'll, I'll ask you in the middle of the show rather than at the end. Um, how, how is how is life on Vision on Sound, Martin? Oh, uh, ah, ticking along. Yes, it's 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 a slow start to the new year, and I, I am sort of a little bit behind in terms of organising new chat. I keep meaning to to arrange something with Toppy, and I keep writing it down on my bits of uh, post-it notes, and then it. <laughs> The week happens and suddenly another week's gone by. So uh, we will sort something out. Especially as this this is a lovely time of day to do it. So we, we, we may we may uh, we may we may finally manage to get that. I noticed actually Toppy's been talking about Colombo. So I'm quite impressed yeah. with that. Yeah, we just did it last night. Uh, um, we we do it live and then we save it as a podcast. Uh-huh. So um, and uh, uh, it was it was good. Uh, ended up being a good show there was obviously lots to talk about and we only have an hour or so so um there was so much more we could have said that we we couldn't get to uh but uh yeah boy there is a lot to talk about with with that show (laughs) i i I have actually um for years having probably only seen the odd episode i did go for a a phase where it was on a channel that I had and I, I watched them but they were showing them all, all out of order so uh, I do now own a DVD box set as well but I, so I think I've seen pretty much all the episodes um, what what are your views on the the, the later ones or, or when they came back in the 80s into 90s into early noughties well they they were still good in fact I, I just watched the last one they that they ever did and I was sort of like 
gee, this looks so new. Is that the one about the nightclub? Also? Yeah, yeah, which I think was 2002, I, I do, think. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, I was like, oh my gosh, this you know, looks like it was filmed yesterday, whereas the others, you know, have aged somewhat, you know, the negatives, mm. and they, they, I don't believe they've restored any of them. Anyways, uh, it wasn't bad, but the thing, the problem with the later episodes is that Falk, uh, slowly over the years, gained more and more control over the mm. show, because he had the power to do it, and more and more, uh, he had what he said went, and... Mm. You know, like a lot of uh, creative people, they they really do need that good editor. <laughs> and uh, they had less and less an opportunity to rein him in. And so his bits of business sort of got a little much, a little too precious. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And and I think that's the only place where it slid a little is that uh, he got a little full of himself, a little. Hmm. And um, also those last batch, he actually had, I think, an executive producer credit. And that's how much control he gained over it. Hmm. The writers, the creators of the show uh, kind of eventually just sort of bailed because it's like they felt they were the ones that created the damn character and they wanted the control they wanted mm. and they just slowly lost it and so maybe the writing wasn't as great in the later ones is there a comparison there with patrick mcgowan taking over the prisoner well, he was friends with patrick i was McGowan, gonna say maybe, yeah. maybe sort of mcgowan sort of mm. you know there's a there's a parallel there yeah. ah i didn't know i didn't know that um boy is that a show i have to revisit because i yeah. only remember it from my childhood i can't believe i haven't checked it out but McGowan ends up writing it, directing it, starring in it, starring in it, almost editing yeah. it as well. I think yeah. towards the end. And he's also one of the most um, recurring guests on Columbo as well. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, he so is. I just wonder if they yeah. like sort of got ideas off each other yeah. in that, that respect. It, it seems every time I see an episode, it out pops Patrick McGowan. Yeah, it's it's, huh. <laughs> it's me. Yes. There's just a lot of villains who look a bit like him. Yeah. yeah. Did they ever explain that? Or like there was a clone batch of Patrick McGowan's that were made <laughs> that were all evil, like a fembot, but Patrick McGowan. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because isn't there, is it there are about thirty-three of them all together, and, and they're spread over thirty years or something. Is that is that right? Uh, you mean uh, Columbo? Columbo? Yeah. There's more, definitely more than a total of thirty, but they are, it's spread over a very it's spread over decades mm. because. Um, well, like the very first one was a one-off movie in '68, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it took them a while uh, to come back uh, and do a second one-off, which got good ratings, and that propelled it to become a regular series. And then Peter Falk suddenly said, "Did I tell you I really don't want to do a weekly series?" <laughs> And they said, wait a minute, what are you telling us that now for? And that's when they came up with the compromise of having Columbo rotate with two other shows on the same night in a kind of wheel format. Um, Mystery movie. Yes, the NBC mystery movie. And that actually was a bit of a stroke of genius because it gave everyone, including the writers, including the director, including everybody they were able to spend longer on this basically less than two hour format. Mm. 
but a, a television movie. And it gave them the time to kind of do a quality show that, you know, whereas a weekly show is kind of like they had to grind it out a bit. And uh, uh, well, so it was kind of a stroke of genius. I go on to about 78, is it? Well, about yeah. And then NBC canceled the NBC mystery movie. And when Columbo came back, it was, I don't know. I, I don't know how they handled that. I'm sure it wasn't weekly. I think they were just specials, Columbo's special movies of the week or something. Have you ever seen Mrs. Columbo? I've still not seen that. <sighs> well, I have. I mean, I watched it when it came out. and I was delighted with it. But, you know, now when I, when I was an adult, I, I, I realized how absurd it was. And so did the producers and everyone else. And they did the best they could to backtrack out of the whole Columbo relationship. <laughs> I think they even changed the name of the show. Like it became Kate's Mystery, or, or I don't know what it was, but um, they they really got a lot of flack for for daring to <laughs> besmirch the name of Columbo with mm. it. And uh, it was a very short-lived thing. Anyways. A bit like um, what happened with Millen and wife, and they killed off the wife, and then it was just Millen was like by, by himself. Millen, I forgot. That's true. I forgot that happened. Um, what's your favorite Columbo episode, or what's your or your favorite ones? Oh, there's a lot, but I'll I'll tell you the one that that I I really enjoy, and it's it's the first um, one off. It's the first one off that they did and it was with Jack Cassidy and it was directed by Steven Spielberg and if you ever want to study what a director can bring to a show it's great to watch that Spielberg directed show after watching other Columbo shows <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with with what later directors did they were very serviceable they told the story it was all done fine but then you watch the Spielberg episode and you realize, oh, this is what a director can do if they want. I mean, if they have the talent, if they have the vision, it is technically and visually vastly different from anything that they mm. ever did again with Columbo. And it just it's a perfect thing to watch just to figure out, well, what does a director bring to a show? Well, that you can see it right there in every shot. It's right there. I uh, must I must watch them again because it's probably five years since I watched them all together. So I I can only, oh yes, Dears. When did you last watch Columbo? Yeah, here comes a hot water bottle now, Dears. And there's one going into your bed as well. Yeah. <laughs> Columbo did did get himself a pet for uh, midway through that uh, hound dog, whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like the ones with him. In. Oh, they, they're still. They're, sorry, I can say they're still showing. You're showing it on um, um, CBS. No, not CBS. Uh, f- uh, Five USA. All right, over here. Over yeah. here, so, every Sunday, all yeah. day. <laughs> Columbo in the, day. In the wrong order. Yeah. 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 Do you guys get Tubi? Do you have Tubi over there? T T U B I. No. Uh, Lisa's frowning, and I'm I'm confused. So I think the answer is probably no. <laughs> it's it's a free service, um, but the thing that's 
and 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 it has commercials, but they play a lot of old TV, so it's ended up being one of my favorite places. That's where I've been watching Columbo. But the episode you recorded yesterday wasn't Smellcast; it was my name and show, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah. Now for that, listeners, well, it'll it'll be out. It'll be out by the time this comes out. So um, I, I, I was I I was I've I've been watching some Dark Shadows recently. I just dipped in because I I just felt I ought to. I can't remember what triggered me off, but I just I dipped into a random um, load of episodes from about. Uh, I think early-ish 1970, where it's all parallel 1970 plotline, where they're doing they're doing Jekyll and Hyde sort of. Plot. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and I was one of my favourite things, which really I should start one of those Reddit or whatever it is. Um, no, pi- uh, pi- is it picture me? No, not picture me. Um, uh, whatever it is that people collect photos on a certain subject, um, uh, because what I like about Dark Shadows is uh, particularly is that once. Once it gets to sort of 69, 70, people start wearing dresses that, that strobe. And um, <laughs> um, and there was a, there, I got a, a nice screenshot of, um, um, well, she's not playing Angelique. At this, oh, well, I think she is Angelique, but she's calling herself something else. She's wearing this blue dress that kind of shimmers. Um, and, and I managed to get a nice screenshot of uh, the character Maggie wincing like like she's turning away from the the glowing dress. Yeah, I remember there being a, um, I think Elizabeth Collins wearing this sort of black dress, but it was like a vo- it was like it was like a void. There was it wasn't just it must have been there must have been um, uh, something shimmery about it because it just seemed to like suck you into the screen. It was uh, um, really, I, I, mm. ought to, I ought to collect some of the uh, <laughs> more, more photos of, of some of those fashions because the, they have a life of their own. Yeah, hands down the funniest damn one was Maggie Evans came onto the set and I know there was a word for this, these kind, this kind of uh, dress except it wasn't a dress her she had pants but they were so flared out uh like maybe they called them skorts but uh they were so flared out uh that it looked like a clown suit and also i think it had polka dots or some some bizarre uh pattern and when she comes oh and also it looked off the world like it was a quilted like she's wearing a quilt. Anyways, that beat all right there. <laughs> I have to keep a lookout for that. Um, and and Andrew Lisi, since we last talked, episode sixty of Van the Archives has, has been out. Yes, we finally got our December episode out in December, in which December, surprised just. us. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and. Um, Actually, that did not bad. We no. were worried that having been away for a while, that nobody would go back to it. But actually, it, it did okay. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. Um, we are starting to do the research for sixty-one, aren't yes. we? Um, we have been watching, watching things. Watching things. We won't say what it is yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it might. It might be. Might be out by the end of February if we're if we're lucky. Get um, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. Lisa, you, you, you managed to. Sorry to bring the mood down, but you, you managed to get a, a wonderful New Year's Eve present, didn't yeah. you? You managed yeah. to get COVID, didn't no. you? No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. So we spent New Year's Eve watching Crash. Ba- watching Basil Brush and Mike yeah. Yarwood. Yeah. Yes. Did that make you feel better? Um, kind of, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, but Trouble, you didn't get it? I, well, we were testing all yeah. the time. You don't think and you got it. I don't think I got it. So either I got it once before um, and didn't notice, it's possible, or it just didn't want to know me. <laughs> But but then I've I've had my third boost. I had my booster. Was it last week? Yes. I, I walked up the road and uh, they were very pleased to see me because it was a walk-in centre and I was the only person that was walking in. <laughs> everybody else was was walking past. So I, I got I got a sticker, didn't I? You did. And you were jealous because yeah, you didn't I get a sticker. Never had a sticker when I have had a, a oh. vaccine. Yeah. Never. Didn't you say you got cake or something, Paul? When you had your I, 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 I got yes. When I went for my booster, there was a lady wandering around um, with, with sort of those sort of uh, cornflake square things that you get from Marks and Spencers in, in the, those sort of little tubs, <laughs> and she was offering. And, and that was another example of something that I, I ate and was like, "Oh gosh, this is too sweet." I, I, I can, I, <laughs> Incentivizing uh, it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lisa, what was your experience like? What was it like having it? What what happened to you? Um, it was uh, it was just like a sort of a bad cold. Yeah, because um, you'd, you'd from, already had your third vaccination yeah, about six you? weeks before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, the most bizarre thing was losing my um, uh, taste. taste and smell. Losing your taste. Losing That's taste. why you moved in with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you couldn't yeah. taste anything, could you? No. Well, apart from really strong flavours. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it was it wasn't too bad. Yeah, and yeah. was it? Was, uh, I'm just imagining myself, and I'd be a. I'd, were, was it scary? Like, did did was it scary getting it? No, I was just sort of. I I was a bit worried because I'd been to work the day before because I tested negative in the morning, yeah. and then the. The next day I tested and it was positive, but I, I was more worried the fact that I might have gone to work and spread it amongst other yeah. people, other people yeah. than anything else. It was, yeah, because, yeah. I mean, because of your sort of diabetes, you were yeah. classed as vulnerable, moderately vulnerable, moderately vulnerable. Oh, so. But um, I guess because you'd had all the three yeah. things, it, yeah. you know, I mean, and, I can't, yeah, it might have been a hell of a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I have an amazingly um, overactive immune system as well yeah. which likes to kill things, things. <laughs> so yeah, so, that's, yeah. I, I, I don't believe I've ever had the flu in my life and I don't normally get cold so I'm hoping that that, uh, that means my immune system is you know adequate or, or really good or whatever and I'm just sort of hoping that that's how I experience it vaguely robust yes well, um, I think it's time for another Call My Bluff. Okay. So we've got uh, three more options. Okay. Um, the first of them is Bettina Dupre's first major film role was as, was as Countess Dulali Jones in the rarely seen Spanish 1968 film Fiend in Flared Jeans. Um <laughs> That's the first one. The second one, back in 1987, Yeti Uncle John posed for candid ankle photos advertising oh. Marks and Spencer's socks. He was so popular that they even made a calendar of his best shots. 
And <laughs> the third one is Paul the Shiat. He once spent a week undercover in a cattery and made best friends with a gang of silver tabby cats who taught him many bad habits that still inform his dreadful behavior to this day. Mm. <laughs> which, which of these is true? I, I see. I think I think you, it, it was tortoise shells that you you were hanging around with a gang of. Um, so I think it's going to be the ankle photos. Okay. Yeah, I, I am strangely drawn to Yeti Uncle John's ankles as well. <laughs> Although he'd probably say it was his wrists. I know. <laughs> I think it's Bettina Dupree. Mm. So I'm going to go with. Uh, uh, the last one with uh, you, Paul, because that was that's very shy yeti um, that there. So, and I, I smell a ruse with the others. Okay, well, um, <laughs> let's reveal. Let's reveal which of them is true. Will the the person step forward? It was me. It was me. I'm uh, very, uh, very flattered, Troy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I've still got. I've still got a few of them calendars. I'll. I'll <laughs> I'll have to tip you off. What, what uh, year were they again? 1987. Oh, well, were much younger. So, uh, <laughs> you, much younger. <laughs> you could just wait for the next time those You'll dates. Around again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just then just cross it out and put whatever year it is. Yeah, still, still uh, possible. I, I think you must have inspired those like lad culture magazines you used to get <laughs> around that time. You know, oh, well, yeah, maybe. Provocative poses. Yeah. GQ, Maxim, John. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. I wasn't, I was also, uh, I think it was in Croatia, I was an ear model uh, for a few years. But uh, um, yeah, but I, 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 I'm very proud to say I was Marks and Spencer's ankle guy of the year three years in a row. So, oh. was it, out of interest, was it left or right here? Uh, oh, the ear thing. Well, uh, both, both, oh, depending on what they wanted. Really? All oh, right. So, yeah. he's, he's ambidextrous, apparently. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Both ears are as photogenic as each other. Oh, of course, yes. Um, thank you, Yeti Uncle John. Uh, I need to uh, fill in a bit more about the other two options. Um, uh, Fiend in Flared Jeans wasn't Petunia Dupre's first major film role. It was actually her 17th. Uh, uh-huh. But uh, And um, it wasn't Tortoise shells, although it nearly was. It was um, it was actually ginger cats <sighs> who led me astray. But, uh, uh, but I do have a lot of tortoise shells in my life. So uh, my my parents have three at the moment. So. We, we get a couple of big gingers hanging yeah. about outside our house, yeah. don't we? Well, one of them used to be another one of cats. <laughs> 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 Just tortoises. <laughs> um, I I deals don't don't listen to this bit. Um, I, f- I fed a neighbour's cat um, Dreamies yesterday. Well, we don't actually know who it belongs to, but um, he's, he, she. We used to, well, we used to nickname her Moriarty because we we imagined, or we imagined, a we imagined it was him, and we thought it was like Dreamies' evil rival. But uh, but actually, we think it's the girl now, and uh, so I just call her Mori. But uh, so, um, do you just keep spare Dreamies about your person? Just in case. Well, Toby started it. He's been feeding out the window for about five years, apparently, and not telling me. But I was off. I was uh, off the charts yesterday. So, um, yeah, and she just ate them out of my hand. <laughs> so she's not scared. Either. But uh, um, I'm just but, wondering if uh, if the a tortoise 
shell cat is what the same thing that in America we call a calico cat. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Um, it's a bit like um, cats that are called tuxedo cats. That That's more of an Americanism, I think. Than the, I, I think, I, I don't know, do Lisa and, Lisa and Andrew, do we, do we call tuxedo cats tuxedo cats over here, or do we just call them black and white, or whatever they are, colour they are? I think they're just generally black and white. Yeah, I, I would have said black and white. But sometimes they call them tuxedo cats. Because yeah, tortoiseshell cats have an attitude. They call it tortitude yeah. over here. Because Rose, Rose has tortitude. Because <laughs> she's a tortoiseshell. Actually, where's she gone now? She's, she's gone upstairs. Gone upstairs in a, yeah. in a hump. Yeah, we've got Martha instead. Yeah. So. I think it's time to... Before we do our quiz and before we do our final call, my bluff, um, I was just looking at a few possible things uh, that we can do this wedding list for Bettina and August. Um, I, just, I don't know if you've got any ideas for weird presents. Um, I had a thought uh, maybe uh, his and hers or matching jet skis. Yes, yeah. I'll put you down for, the, for a couple of those then. Yeah. Um, uh, there's... I've got, got here two-piece creative champagne glasses. Mm, they've got, mm-hmm. um, but they've got stuff at the bottom. I don't know if those like hearts at the bottom of the glass. I don't know if they are removable or whether they stay there whilst you put oh, real hearts. Actually, <laughs> yeah, really? actually beating hearts. <laughs> Mouse hearts. How <laughs> to ruin a good champagne? <laughs> but uh, I'd be a bit worried about having something sort of loitering at the bottom of my glass in case it detached from whatever was holding Ooh, it down yeah. suddenly you found you'd swallowed it but uh, uh, ah, excellent there's a, a mr and mrs um, duck gift box set it's only 4.99 we can get them about 10 of those <laughs> uh, uh-huh. uh, well i have uh this is what i want to get um it's 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 a little on the practical side but yeah, yeah. um uh, a good solid iron boot rack uh, or boot scraper uh yeah. i'm not sure but you 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 affix it to the floor or, or somehow on the ground and when you come before you come in you scrape the mud off your boots uh so i think that is a good you know, a little practical also i want to get them uh, a matching set of uh those those joke plastic ice cubes with flies in them oh yes yes so yeah. that's that's. Uh, I think I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I, I, I'm never sure with presents like this where you should get things which are more one one of the two than like more of the interests of one of them than the other. Uh, I think um, I, I remember when um, uh, when Nick and Ali got married. I, I was always sort of going towards sort of oh well, what what do they what, what old TV do they want? And, and before I was thinking oh. Oh no! Ali is also part of this now. You can't just be. I'm so used to buying Nick like birthday presents and Christmas presents. And, and the, it, it's always difficult, isn't it? Because if you if you just buy them the one TV set and they don't stay together, you have to saw it in half. And it's it's yeah. it seems it's, it's, it's now, so something that's got at least two is always a good idea. I think. Um, well, you know what I I treated myself to recently. I bet you, Paul, you saw a photo of it. Um, I, I got myself a four incher. Yes. After after waiting years for mm. the one a, te- a, a telescope, yeah. I should point out it's a four inch telescope. Um, yeah. um, I don't know why people thought I was being rude, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I wanted to have a good look at the sky. So 
Um, I don't know. Is there any scientific instrument that they might like? Um, well, I mean, I'm sure from August might, you know, I mean, mixing paint is almost a, sign, a scientific sort of... A mixer? Yes. A, 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 a kitchen mixer. That's not, that's not a bad idea, is it? Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's not. Really, just... Are we grinning at me? I'm just thinking about the boot scraper. It's all right. The boot scraper. Yeah. Oh, you better explain Mr. that. Pooter. in the diary of a nobody, everybody trips over his, his boot scraper at the door. He has to get it get it moved. Yeah, yeah. Boot, boot scrapers can cause accidents. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I think you can pretty much buy anything um, artistic um, as long as you get um, patina, like lots of whiskey and brandy I, I, and, and gin thought... and stuff. I thought actually that that mixer would be a good idea because um, when you sort of mix two paints together and you get a third colour, that's like if you rotate it clockwise. You you can get mixers now that go the other way, so that if you've got a pre-mixed paint, you can make it go backwards and separate it back into the two colours. Mm. So mm. That, that might that might be quite fun. Uh, I yeah. think see what colours you can get out of out of one. I think as, as long as long as Bettina can have a, a cocktail, she doesn't mind what painting um, August does. But uh, um, she can have a different kind of mixer, a cocktail yeah, mixer. Exactly. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Well, so long as you remember to change the head, you could probably get one that you could use for both. Oh, now that's perfect. Yeah, oh. <laughs> you, you just don't want to end up drinking paint. So. No, no. Unless it's got whiskey, in, and then maybe you just kind of give it a try. But, um, well, well, there are like... some art- I was going to say that there are some artists who actually do use sort of food stuff mm. in their um, in their art, don't they? Yeah. Like sort of egg yolks and things like that. So, there are quite a few artists who drink turps as well. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Patina's a bit too classy for turps, but uh, <laughs> um, I cause his burps. That's what they say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, let me see. I think any more questions on here, and otherwise we'll do a quiz. Um, I can do this one. What type of movie is the 2001 film Valentine? What type of movie? Romance, of course. Romance rom-com. I'm going to say horror. Yeah, I would say horror. Vampires. It it is. It's uh, well, funnily enough, it it says horror, but. It's actually probably more specifically a slasher film, and uh, it does have David Boreon is in, so he's not playing a vampire this time. But uh, wow. there's a former Range. vampire. There's a former vampire uh, involved in the cast. Ah. Um, talking about vampires, we're still having trouble with our yoga vampires, um, but they appear to have. Uh, uh, I'm going to probably have to have a, a chat with you sometime, Andrew, about uh, any thoughts you've got about. Um, Oh, yeah. Vampires, but yeah, uh, yeah. we'll we have a conflab about that. Yeah. The trouble is, we've we've sort of the magpies have sort of, and and some of us have sort of driven them um, out of like the the local area, but we haven't we haven't sort of they you know we know they're somewhere else probably nearby, but uh, we need we need to contact a local um, uh, vampire hunter. Deals. What are you doing? You can't hunt vampires, dear oh dear. Um, let's have a look at the quiz. Are all, are all the the van people, the van Helsings and the van Butchens, are they all under V in the phone book? I mean, is the, is the Dutch telephone directory just basically V? V, yeah, I think so. Right. Okay. I think, 
or whether they use non-deproves. Ah, yeah. Vampire, I, I, vampire hunter also is under V. Oh dear me. <laughs> um, right. Let's have a. So you can decide what subject you want. Um, as we know with this site, it's not always strictly that. You know, like history is art is the history of ballet, but uh, um, but we've got art, astronomy, biology, commerce, entertainment, fashion, film, food and drink, football, ugh, games, geography, general knowledge, history, literature, mathematics, medicine, music, nature, Olympics, politics, religion, science, sport, television, theatre, words. Have we ever done? science on this one, Andrew, I can't remember, but it just means that we may, none of the rest of us might not get it. Well, I, I was going to say, um, we did astronomy the other time. Yes. Uh, yeah. My vote would be for something that we might all know about, like games yeah. or something. So, assuming yeah. that means like sort of more than sport. I think I might just choose ten questions in case it ends up being more sporty than we like. But, <laughs> um, if it like includes Monopoly, I'd be yeah. fine. Yeah, I'll put it down to ten questions, and then we can always do two. Sub- we can always do two. You've, sub- take, you've taken up the word game thing, haven't you, Paul? Wordle, yes. Um, I I've done it for, well at the at time of recording. I've done it for five days, right. uh, but I'll, yeah, presumably I've done it. For- a friend of mine uh, last week posted a picture <laughs> of uh, a thing that he said. Do you remember us having this? And uh, I I remembered I've got a set of it still, but I. I actually came upstairs because I thought I'll go and put, look where the pile of games are, and it wasn't there. So I know it's in a box, and I got. To, I thought, you know what? I really can't be bothered just trying, trying <coughs> to fa- churn around all the my, mighty piles of rubbish we have in this just to find this thing. But it was Word Mastermind. I don't even remember Word uh, Mastermind. And Word Mastermind, mastermind was the egg. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but the but Word Mastermind we had letter tiles, and you had to guess the four-letter word ironically <laughs> <laughs> using the same techniques as used in mastermind you know right uh right but wrong letter and so basically it's what wordle is but it was it was uh it was basically a a it, you know where the mastermind box had the black background behind the the couple standing there or sit well sitting yeah. there and standing there. yeah well it had well, it was a white and, cover yeah. <laughs> so, so have, have a look for word mastermind and, and wonder whether they're going to sue <laughs> I used to, yeah, I used to play at least one of those. I, I think we might want to choose again because I just, there was a question about there was a question about Rubik's cube, and then virtually everything seems else seems to be golf. I mean, <laughs> why, why that is the only thing that's get a game? Well, I don't that's your specialist subject. I've, 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 well, I've, well, ask, ask the Rubik's cube question. You've got family connections with golf. I. I think I've I've tried I'm, I've lost it because I've tried again just in case that was a and I've got even more golf questions so um, that's uh, not a game. <laughs> um, what about what about history for Lisa and and we'll just see if we can help. Okay. I think we should do history and science for you two and see if, if right. we can help. We can help. So, so we, we can just sit here looking ignorant. <laughs> just go, yeah, yeah. But you know, sometimes it's nice to watch the experts at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Setting you up for a fall there. No pressure. <laughs> right. Um, actually, I'll just put the. I'll get the. I'll give you the answers immediately rather than waiting to the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. In Greek mythology, Pygmalion was the king of which island? Oh, see, so Greek mythology is not my. See, um, 
let's say, I'm trying to think of all the Greek islands now. We'll say Crete, because that's the only Greek island I can think of. Any other offers? I'll just say the smallest island. (laughs) (laughs) Telos or Telos. I'm going to say Samos. I'm not even sure it's an island, but... It's actually Cyprus. Shipper. Oh, oh, here comes the... uh, uh, the the sort of regular question, the, the regular <laughs> ballet question. Oh, cold! What was the first neoclassical ballet? Gazelle, Swan Lake, La Civilde, or Apollo? Oh, crikey! I'm going to say Les Sylphides again, just because that's the way <laughs> Old Man Steptoe says it. Uh, oh, Ugh, Giselle. I don't even know which one that is. <laughs> The answer is Apollo, which I didn't even know was a ballet. It's so. um, so a rocket, mate. Oh, no, we've got another ballet question. How is that? <laughs> it's just like the golf thing with the game. <laughs> Maybe um, it's a, a ballet ball. about golf. Ah. <laughs> oh, that, that, would, that would put bums on seats, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, how, many, how many acts are there in the Nutcracker, a famous ballet? Three, one, three one, two, or four? I would say... Three. I'm going to say three. Three nuts. I think four is probably pushing yeah. it a bit. We don't want four nuts, do you? I'm going to say four because I think it's got... There are a lot of characters that have their own act. There's actually only two. I think I saw the Nutcracker in Riga. I went Anyway, I went to Riga with some friends. Um, went to Latvia around Christmas time. And we went to the ballet because it was just so cheap to go. But the trouble is, because it was so cheap, we just turned up... Well, we didn't have any smart particularly smart clothes because we were just going on holiday um so when, when we turned up we were all dressed in our jeans and t-shirts and even though it was really cheap it was a big deal for the everybody else was really really smart so um because we, we just didn't really get the hang of how cheap for us everything was but it wasn't cheap for the, for the locals but uh, mm. so yeah we went to the ballet looking like uh, tourists and everybody else was all in suits and ties how common tuxedo cats Um, I just want to interject this fun fact Uh, in uh, ballet lore uh, with the Nutcracker um, the little girls who are cast as um, the girl that gets the gift of the Nutcracker uh, there's this big deal about the scene where she throws her slipper at the mouse and they all keep track of of when they actually hit the mouse with their slipper, <laughs> when they miss, because they really do throw it, and, and whatever happened, you know, it could go flying off into left stage. <laughs> but uh, there's a big deal about, you know, oh, I, when I played so and so, I hit the mouse with my slipper. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it not Cracker that's in Phantom of the Opera, or is it uh, Swan Lake they're doing? Oh gosh, I don't. It must be Swan Lake. It must be Swan Lake, mustn't it? Really? I'm not liking the look of the rest of these questions. Are they all about ballet? (laughs) We can abandon this due to rain. They're not, but I mean, we'll keep going for a moment. Um, (laughs) This is a bit too It's a bit bit hard. Um, Uh, Like hard questions. What easy questions? This is a quote from a sonnet by 
Emma Lazarus. Oh, right. Who I've never heard of. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. It's from Witch Sonnet by Emma Lazarus. I've never heard of Emma Lazarus. Good Lord. I've, I've I was going to say Shakespeare. I don't know. That sounds like something like the... Isn't that something to do with the American independence thing or something? Or what the thing that's, the thing that's on the Statue of Liberty or something? Yeah, I do sort of recognise the quote, but I've never heard of Emma Lazarus. But it's, it's a sonic yeah. called the New Professor Col- Lazarus. <laughs> it's called the New Colossus. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Moving on. <laughs> which, and this is a good one. Which British Chancellor of the Exchequer introduced a super tax or surtax for the very rich? Oh, Dennis Healy. Uh, uh, earlier than that, <laughs> Lloyd George. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that, that was a round in blankety blank, wasn't it? Super tax. Super tax. Super tax game. Super tax game. Super it's, tax it's game. It's on the Monopoly board, isn't Super it? Super tax, tax game. Boom. Yeah. It's on the Monopoly board. It's on the Monopoly board. All oh, right. I right. Think. Yeah. Um, which four-letter word beginning with E is a British historical term for one of the four officers who command the yeoman of the guard? Wait a minute, did we get an answer for the last one? It was David Lloyd George. Oh. Oh, I thought, I thought you said Boyd George. They're quite similar. <laughs> they both, they both uh, had a good singing voice, apparently. Um, yes. Uh, which four-letter word beginning with E is a British historical term for one of the four officers who command the yeoman of the guard? Lisa? Oh, I, see, I was watching a thing about the Tower of London yesterday and they didn't mention that. Um, it's, a, oh. it's a bit like a Doctor Who monster. Nearly the same spelling as a Doctor Who monster. <laughs> Elec. <laughs> I can't think of anything that starts with E now. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm looking blank. Well, it it yeah. doesn't, but it still sounds quite All like right. <laughs> Exos. No, I think you kind of have to tell us. It's Exxon. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? And the Doctor Who monster would be an Exxon listeners mm. who don't know. Exxon with two X's is a is an oil company, isn't it? Yeah, or was just one X. But uh, <laughs> we might get I guess I still have shares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was before that that horrible oil spill. <laughs> we might we might get this one maybe. Who always holds the title of the Supreme Governor of the Church of England? Silverland. <laughs> <laughs> the supreme governor that, that would be the monarch of the time so at the moment yeah. it's uh, Queen Elizabeth II that's right yeah. and, you know, and you know why it's called supreme governor and not supreme and not the um, head which it was when it was originally when Henry VIII founded the Church of England he was the head of the church but when Elizabeth I came on the throne because that was associated with um kings and she, they didn't think she could she could do it she changed it to governor of oh, the yeah. church of england oh. governor if, uh, if you could if you could campaign for a title i don't i don't know if you could do that probably not but i i if i was uh, there in the uk i'd i'd want to be sirloin of beef <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we've got a few of them, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or gammons, anyway. Um, this one, this one, I don't. Which of the following was a founding member of the a founding member of the Cobra movement? Carol Appel, Alexandra Calder, Joseph 
Bleh. George Gross. Sorry, were you sick of the third name? I, I just I can't pronounce it, so I just went. <laughs> uh, was it Mickey Dolenz? <laughs> I don't know what the Cobra movement is. What is that? I don't even. That sounds very sinister. We know they have meetings nobody goes to. Yeah. yeah. The Cobra movement is a sort of slithery left to right movement, isn't it? <laughs> it was Carol Appel. I don't know who that is. Oh. Um, now we have one about Jane Austen. Um, novelist Jane Austen wrote about which poet, stating he has no business to write novels, especially good ones. It is not fair. He has fame and profit enough as a poet. Shelley? Yeah, or Byron, possibly. Because they were at the same sort of time as Jane Austen. No, no neither of those. Mm-hmm. It was Sir Walter Scott. Um, um, it's always Sir Walter Scott. It's not the other two in it. We always forget yeah. him. <laughs> Scotty! And the last question is... Can I take any more, Captain? <laughs> this is another artist one. The Fiddler is a famous work by which artist? Chagall, Manet, Monet, or Hopper? Oh, it's, all right, it's definitely not Hopper. Just give us again the names. Chagall, Manet, or Monet, or Hopper? Well, I reckon it's got to be Manet or Monet, because that's the sort of question where <laughs> if you put two answers that sound the same, it's going to yeah. be one of them. I think Manet. it's... A, I think it's a cubist work, so... Uh, Mane, hmm. Mane, Mane. That's what I was yeah. thinking, Martin. That was a good answer. I was thinking that to myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've now invented an ABBA, an ABBA musical which crosses with, with art. And, and it's a ballet. An ABBA ballet. How about that? Yeah. I'm going to go with... Impressions. Mane. No, it was Chagall. Oh, oh boo. Dead nabbit. I, I really don't think we could stomach another ten questions. Of no, I think no. we'll do. I think maybe we'll do two. We'll just do two and see what sort. Do, see what sort of questions come up under science. But, right, um, da, 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 science da, da, of ballet. They call it general knowledge. Yeah. Uh, here's two questions on science. Right, if you like it, we'll come back for more next time. Just two is enough. Uh, well. The first one's easy. What year did a man first walk on the moon? I refuse to answer. Is it so easy? Wasn't it Lionel Jeffries? What? Harder question is what year did a man last walk on the moon? Yeah. But yeah, nineteen sixty nine. But has anyone walked on the moon since nineteen sixty nine? Nineteen seventy two is the last one. Yeah. Unless, oh. and of course, when when did the first woman? Actually, Lisa, with my four incher, you saw where where they landed, didn't I did, you? Yeah. Yes, yes. We, we we got the uh, the ocean that they landed in. You can't see anything. You can't see their land lander, but we couldn't see their footprints. But we saw where they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that you need your twelve incher for that? Oh, well, you, you, you need, need a big, a big one. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you saying you saw it with a, your telescope? Well, no, you can actually see it with your naked eye, actually. But um, it's just one of the big oceans. It's you know, like the the man in the moon. You, you've got his. It's basically his right eye. If you look at the moon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can see the sort of yeah, but but they landed basically near his right eye. Ah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Huh. So, this is our second second and final question. Um, 
the rotation of which planet is gradually slowing down? Earth, Mars, Mercury, or Venus? Oh, I know this one, and I'll be intrigued to know if you could, if you if you can work it out why. Well, I think it, I think definitely Earth is. Lisa, I I don't know Mercury. It's the Earth because the Moon is dragging dragging on oh. us. So it, yeah, eventually the, the the Earth and the Moon will come to a point where the Moon, though I think it's meant to take about fifty billion years for the Earth to stop completely, um, and given that the Sun's going to explode in 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 a lot less than that, then we don't have to worry about it. Because <laughs> I've got I've got a book on the Moon by Maggie yeah. over there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, pass me the book. I'll see um, if I can find I it. It's, it's got a little on top of it. In the way of me releasing my next episode. Right? Mm. If you hold me recorder, Lisa. Keep keep nattering. I'll I'll look up a moon fact for you. We're a gog. We're just a well, gog. You tell totally a gog. You can tell you tell us at the end, and we'll do the. Yeah, um, I've got to find it yet. Yeah, we'll do the third corner bluff. Um, so here's the final corner bluff. Three options. Only one of them is right. Okay. First one. A sniffy Martin once sniffed so hard that half a watermelon went up his nose, and he had to have it surgically removed. Or, in 2003, Charlie Gurr briefly decided to give up show business and became a counsellor for Lonely Pies. Sadly, he ate most of his customers and so returned to showbiz. Or, uh, Paul Shayetti once worked in a library where all the books bullied him because he played cheesy 80s pop music whilst he restocked the shelves. <clears throat> if, if, this, if I'm going to guess Sniffy Martin... And then at the end, you tell me, no, you're wrong, because he really smelled, uh, put a grapefruit up his nose. I'm really going to be pissed. All right, <laughs> <laughs> uh, go on with Sniffy Martin and the watermelon. Uh, you see, I, I think that the, the watermelon is a problem, I think, because it would, it would you, if you sniffed hard enough all the filling of the watermelon, you'd only be left with the skin and it would fall out on its own. Mm. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel that Paul got bullied by the books. Is that um, right? They, the books bullied you. Is that is that what I? Well, I have to Andrew and Lisa just, uh, give their options yeah. first. And... Uh, I'm 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 hedging towards Sniffy Martin as well. All right, okay. But... I see. I'm going to be awkward and say it's Charlie there. Well, um, yeah. can the person who <laughs> whose story was true um, please step forward? You need one of those TV pauses now, and the person is. Da, da, da. It's me. Oh, I was bullied God. by the books. I was bullied oh. by the books. Oh. Even the even the shelving imps subjected to my musical taste, and their their musical taste is atrocious. But, um, <laughs> but yes, I was bullied by my own books. What music did they like? Uh, I, I I think they liked um, uh, some really obscure sort of ballet music. Uh, ballet music, <laughs> yeah. To do with golf, some sort of golf ballet. Golf ballet so, music. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, as for Stiffy Martin, it it wasn't half a melon; it was actually the whole melon, but also a package of jelly babies. And, yeah. uh, and uh, yeah, Charles, do you think for the jelly babies, the, the melon felt like it was the whole world, and they were just living yeah. on on the melon? Yeah, uh, they probably if you stuck them all over, they'd look a little bit like the COVID virus graphic, wouldn't they? You know, the jelly babies on on a watermelon. And um, 
as for Charlie Gurr giving up show business in 2003, it wasn't 2003. It was actually 2002. And yes, he did eat mm. most of his customers. But uh, um, So, yeah, not the best counsellor for lonely people. Well, that's, that's the fox and the chicken house, isn't it, really? That's, yeah. yeah. So, um, Andrew, have you found anything out for us? Yes, I found about the... Uh, oh, I'll hold that, Lisa. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the length of the the year and the the day and the year um, is is quite interesting actually. Four hundred million years ago, um, the day was twenty one hours fifty four minutes long, and there were four hundred days and nights in a year rather than three hundred and sixty five. But if you if you sort of extrapolate that, four point five billion years ago, each day would have been four point seven hours long. So the the Earth was really, you know, spinning like 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 mad then. Um, whoops, there we go. And instead of three hundred and sixty-five days in a year, there would have been one thousand eight hundred and twenty-seven days in a year. I'd still be a teenager. So there you go. So the mm. Earth has definitely slowed down in four and a half billion years. Mm. There you go. Excellent. But has the Shy Life podcast slowed down? I don't think so. <laughs> it's speeding up. Um, uh, the years go even quicker. Uh, uh, so, uh, a few more facts about um, uh, Valentine's and things. Um, letters to Juliet are sent to which city every year? I've been there. The podcast. Verona. Yeah, Verona. Um, and what do yellow roses symbolise? Someone's run out of red paint. <laughs> is it? It's friendship, is it? Yeah, it is friendship. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. I know. I know. They say don't eat yellow snow, but you know, <laughs> don't don't send yellow roses. <laughs> yeah. What brain chemical is known as the cuddle or love hormone? Oh crikey. Oh, Christ. Uh, That's not the dopamine hit, is it? No, it's not dopamine. Oxytoxin. Oxytoxitoxidin. Do they have that in cans? (laughs) Yeah, I think they do. Is that what oxo cubes are made out of? Is that why the oxo family always stayed together? (laughs) That's that's what it says here, yeah. Um, St. Valentine was said to have been martyred in what year? Well, that's a silly question, because said to have been martyred, well, I could go around saying that they were martyred in, like, 1912. And so whatever answer we give could technically be correct. Well, that's what I heard, is actually the year two, 269. That's very precise. Wasn't that the depths of the Dark Ages? Or are <laughs> sure. we not quite in the Dark Ages yet? I'm not sure. I think Dark Ages is after, after the um, Norman Conquest, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, this is, a, this is a nice one. Um, I didn't. Gosh, I, I, I'm quite a, I'm quite a Valentine's card sender. In fact, I have about five, four, three or four or five people I, I regularly send cards to, just in case their partners forget. Certainly, they get a card. Um, but I didn't know people sent Valentine's cards to their pets. I, I don't think I've ever done that. How many people typically buy Valentines for their pets? Six. <laughs> It's not. Right? It's actually nine. Nine million people. Nine million. Oh, God. Four, five Valentines for their pets. Is that in the world? 
<laughs> or, or, like, or on the Isle of Wight. I don't know. Just in Byfleet and Newhall. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, at Christmas time, I, I, you go down these sort of supermarket aisles and there's gifts for pets. And you do, and you, you do sort of, I find myself wondering whether people have got more money than sense. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really, um, one of the fastest growing markets in the last decade are pet toys. Whereas ours are just happy with a screwed up bit well, of they, paper. See, just, I see, that's it. I, I'll, I'll, I'll miss, I'll miss a financial fiscal opportunity anyway. <laughs> I'm sat there thinking that's ridiculous. Someone else is raking it in. Yeah. Well, one of my all time, well, that's silly. I was about to say one of my all time favorite things to do. That's a bit of hyperbole there. <laughs> one of my favorite things to do. I love it going down. Of the universe. Yeah, I love going down uh, pet food aisles and looking at pet food. And I don't have a pet, but I love. <laughs> I'm always amused by the lengths they go to to make the food appealing to humans. Like you know, they form the gunk into what looks like sliced turkey and gravy, you know, and it's yeah. just it's just gook that they've shaped. <laughs> Anyways, I'm terribly amused. Now there's a series of adverts which is basically it's like some sort of gourmet cat food or something, and it's and it's really sort of geared to make you think you're giving your cat a much more special. Yeah, they're, special they're making meal. it like. You go down the aisle and say, "Ooh, that looks tasty! I'll get it for my cat." <laughs> which which pens which pets are trendy at the moment? Oh, uh, cats and dogs are out. Oh, it, it's bunny food! It's bunny food down the aisle number oh, eight. <laughs> I saw I saw a video on Instagram today of a kitten that was growing up with a rabbit, and it was watching the rabbit hopping, and then it tried to do <laughs> hopping as well, and did bound like it was very cute. Uh, he thought it was a rabbit. Uh, <laughs> is he, come here for the conversation, stay for the kitten videos. <laughs> hey, uh, you cat owners over there. Uh, in America, there's this dreadful shortage of cat food. Uh, for some reason, there's plenty of dog food. But you go to the market and, like, the shelves that are supposed to have 50,000 varieties of cat food, they're like bear, kind of. They're like... There's some sort of supply chain thing. Is that the same over there, Paul? Mm. Or at least you got the cat food There has shortage? been a little bit of a cat food shortage because um, we had cat litter last oh yeah when the pandemic started that was very short supply we had to go on the hunt for cat litter we one did. week i know yeah. that much but yeah. um and some cat foods have been short uh in supply but the thing we're finding at the moment over here is tissues mm. tissue there's not a lot of tissues on the shelves for some reason so it's everybody blowing their nose i think too it's much. the cardboard for the boxes all right um having trouble getting it in from wherever it comes from so is there a recipe for homemade cat litter? Should you need it, you can just you can just use soil. I mean, that's what my parents used to do. I don't know why they stopped doing it, but because the cats use the garden when they're not mm. using. Well, but my my parents, my cats used used to stay indoors at night. I used to remember them bringing trays of soil for them. I just um, wondered if there was an austerity measure, and then there was like an actual place online that said, "Yes, you can you can make this out of I don't know." See, our cats would not like that. They are very particular about what cat litter. Yeah, they we use. tried them on some what was yeah, it wood pellet it, stuff yeah, once, and, and it, they were not having no, it. No, they 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 did their their. They, they we did we, their, we, we yeah, only used they did the little weeds, but they wouldn't do anything else. Yeah, 
So that's a... I've, I've got two, got two, two more questions before we have to say goodbye. Um, now you have to be. This might make you want to be careful about what you eat. It depends on who you're eating with. What fruit was once known as a love apple for its alleged aphrodisiac properties? A, love, a pear, I think. Mm. That's my guess. Any other guesses? Trying to think out of something. I've had a vague memory of, of, of love apples. And it's kind of it's kind of as an expression, and I wasn't sure it was a slightly rude one. Um, no. uh, it's not an egg. It's not a boiled egg, is it? No, it's a tomato. So you have to be careful. I was going to say tomato. Yeah. Then I think it's a fruit. Go for a pizza with somebody. You never know what might happen. <laughs> um, hold this, my this... hold my love apples. <laughs> this this what was that? Someone they used to say at work quite often. You say because uh, uh, I take an apple in my lunch, you know, and they'd say, oh, "What apples you got? Oh, I got me pink, me pink lady apples." They say, oh. yeah. and for some reason they found pink lady apples and cocktail pippins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this last question, um, it, it's you know, kind of you know, I wonder, sure, what, I, wonder what, I, I wonder what we'll guess for this one. The first recorded speed dating event was held in what year? Uh, Victorian uh, times. Uh, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh gosh, it's a relatively new thing. I'm going to say. You date at more than thirty miles an hour, your heart will explode. <laughs> Two thousand and three. I'm going to say nineteen ninety. Oh, I'm going. I'm say. I'm going to say about two thousand and five. Actually, nineteen ninety eight. Oh, wow. But in a way, there's no reason it couldn't have existed in the 60s or 70s, really. It's not like it's, an, it's not linked to technology, is it? You, you just it's all to... those old films where they go to the, the jazz clubs and what have you. They've got a telephone at the table, haven't they, for ringing up on the tables, all oh, that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I went to a The, the technology was there. Yeah, I I think I sort of went to a speed dating event once with with Harry. mistake. Well, I went with no. Well, I went with Harry, and he was trying to encourage me to. I think it was something you had like a number or something, and then somebody could say that they liked your number. And anyway, um, Harry wasn't going to hang around. He, he he waited until it was about to start, then he left, and then about five minutes, <laughs> I I left. I thought, I'm not doing this. It's far too anxiety inducing. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's on that bombshell. On that bombshell. <laughs> yes, that, that's all we've got time for. So um, thank you very much. Thank you to Martin and Toppy and Andrew and Lisa and Dealey. Thank, thank you. And, thank you. And the regulars, the ones that are here. Um, if you, who was here? Yeti Uncle John, Cromarty. Uh, yeah, Yeti Uncle John and Cromarty. How are you doing, guys? We haven't spoken to you properly. It's okay, Paul. It's not about us. What do you mean it's not about us, Cromarty? You're talking crazy now. <laughs> no, well, we've got to go so you, next time you get plenty of, of time on the other episodes this is true very true right okay um, so yes uh, we'll be back in for more Chatterbox soon-ish um, and um, yes thanks for listening and thanks for for being here so uh, yeah I'll say goodbye for now goodbye 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 bye 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 Bye.
This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. Find more shows over at pride48.com. <laughs> What's going on now? Oh, it's the Shy Life Podcast. Let's go. I have a voice. I have a voice. You have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice. Unique voices in podcasting. Univospods.net. And another, another one <laughs> bites the dust. <laughs> hey, everybody's here. Hello. <laughs> including it's, Dean. Including it's Dean. early in the morning in America, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. We talked at right. this time. We talked at this time on Christmas Day, didn't we, Toffee? Uh, yes, yes. This is this is has ended up being like. Why didn't we do this to begin with? <laughs> uh, for, year, for years, Toffee would stay up to like one o'clock in the morning, and I was getting up at uh, five a.m. Uh, why? Uh, why did we do this? Because no, we, we found that this or this or or doing it in the afternoon, early afternoon for you. So we had two options, and we never even thought about them. So. Mm. <laughs> well, good day, everyone. Hello. Hello. Uh, we, we've um, we're, oh um. I'm setting this chatterbox after the Valentine's episode, where so you have to know you have to know that Bettina and um, uh, August get married on, on uh, they, they elope and get married on the Valentine's episode. So this is happening immediately afterwards. So, so we didn't know about it. We so I want to, I want to look for yes, dear. I want to look for ridiculous wedding presents for them. So we will pretend to be putting together like a wedding. So when I say I'll put you down for that, I'm not really putting you down for it. I'm just. Oh, you! I, I, so I don't have to worry about costs then. You're get, no, you're not going to get a bill at the end of the day. So we'll just put it. We'll, I'll just pretend I'm putting it in the wish list or whatever. But, um, but uh, dear, are you going to chip in? Are you? Are you chipping in? Um, where should we start? Ooh, I've got notes. Ooh. Um, Before we start, we're getting, we're getting the notes, people. What you did wrong? What, what, yeah, what, was, what did we do badly no, last no. time? <laughs> Could you improve your, dict- your diction, please? <laughs> um, where's it gone? I've got a few things. Ooh, you've been joined by an unknown bot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, it went away. <laughs> That's scary, dear. Is that your bot? <laughs> you got a bot. No, you were. It just it said unknown bot joined, popped up and then disappeared again. So, so scary. Yeah, scary. Didn't anyone could do that? We're not being monitored in Russia, are we? <laughs> Probably. As long as we get the downloads, I don't mind. <laughs> um, okay, I'll do, I'll do a little. Um, <clears throat> I'll do a little intro. Are you ready, Dios? You ready? Are you ready? Yes. Oh, you're so handsome. Um, all right. Yeah, yes. I should turn that off. Recording. That's one minute. That's what one hour. One hour thirty minutes, almost bang on. Yes. My, my thing. That's good. I'll stop recording now. All right. Yep. Okay. And we've stopped.
Yeah, 130, 32. Not bad. Yeah, that's good. So I'll probably put this out as the I'll episode. I'll start to. Copy probably, it across. Probably put this out as the episode after the Valentine's episode, so it won't be out for a few weeks yet. Sorry, Martha, I'm moving. Oh, Martha's got off. <laughs> I dare to move and lean forward. Yeah. You are dreadful. Oh, Mama. I think my Valentine's, my actual Valentine's episode is going to go out uh, early because I'm going to my parents and I'm not going to bother taking my laptop because their internet was so bad last time, as Martin and I found out. Although we uh, we recorded um, oh, one episode yeah, we, perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, we did uh, we did the Christmas oh, oh, um, yes. New Year's Day or something, but uh, Nick was there. Oh yes, yes, um, and Martin, But the weird thing is. We did that with Nick, and it was all fine. And then when Martin and I tried to record a few days later, we recorded one episode, and then when we were trying to record the next one, it just started to go. Um, so Wonky. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if it's my laptop, and and the, I mean, this computer is used to being on wireless, but quite close to the the hub, whereas at my parents, there's more of a a, a distance. If you're in a a bedroom, sort of, you could be coming quite a long way from the actual hub, but. Um, but then that doesn't explain why it worked perfectly fine when we recorded. Because so, uh, that episode's just gone out and it was it was fine. Oh well. Uh, so I might have to have my Valentine's episode out on about the 9th or 10th. Of, of, <laughs> but uh, never mind. Oh, it's you a movable feed. Yeah, so, well, you can always save it for the day. <laughs> <laughs> That was a wonderful episode. Don't you stop it. I sure do. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just shut this one out. Get it going. Oh, kitty, kitty, dearie. Purple, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> oh, I love Dee Dee. Five years since I watched them all together. So I, 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 oh, yes, Tails. When did you last watch Columbo?